Hello and welcome to D&D Tonight. We are a family of Dungeons and Dragons podcasters who get together every Tuesday, except when we don't, because it's Wednesday and Jessica's going to make fun of me. <laughs> if I don't call it out, it's not really Tuesday, it's Wednesday. So we're recording on a very special Wednesday episode of D&D Tonight. So because Jessica would have been the one who made fun of me, Jessica, introduce yourself. Hi. Hi, I'm Jessica. I like to play Ghost Slinger, the half-elf ninja. Murderer. And I'm gonna kill Fred because he's mean to me. All right. Thank you, Jessica, for introducing yourself. <laughs> no problem, man. Tiffany, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh-oh. Everybody, we gotta stop. We got a fried chicken break. Fried chicken break. <laughs> there is fried... Oh, I saw the ranch dressing. The ranch dressing has been passed across. And there goes a milkshake, I think. Yes. We're going to now have to consume this in the middle of trying to record the episode. As always, I know you all love it when Jessica's mouth is full of food and you can't hear or understand anything she says. This episode is brought to you by Chick-fil-A. <laughs> no, it's not. I... Awen, the dragonborn uh, lady. Uh, Thingy mavopper. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Am I of a land? I can't believe it. I'm so wrong. I introduced Ghost Slinger, but Ghost Jessica's not currently Ghost Slinger. Precisely. <laughs> and she didn't even call me out on it. <laughs> you know why? Food was arriving. Because you need to realize your mistakes. <laughs> She's gonna let you call it out on yourself. <laughs> anyway, Tiffy's playing Awen. Yes. Lady of the land. I have decided what land I don't know. With her trusty sidekick, Rain, the hippogriff. Yes, the hippogriff. Not well. And last up, we have Dad, who is not playing Merlin this week. He is playing Neem. Neem. I'm a Neemer. Neem, and I'm a, a muscle-bound uh, caveman-type guy, like the Geico caveman, walking through the escalator, picking up sticks and hitting you with them. Well... You have a giant, great, big, two-handed great axe for that sort of thing. That's true. And last, since I introduced Ghostlinger, who was wrong, we have Clef. The bard. Say something, Clef. Who does not have his instrument because he's too lazy to get up and go get it. Oh, my. And he's got a mouthful of chicken. Actually, french fries. Chicken and french fries. Delicious combination. All right. Does anybody remember what happened last week? A lot of stuff happened. I feel like we were battling something. I don't remember. We did leave off battling a thing. Yes, there was a zombie thing, a two-headed dog thing. Um, okay, so where did we start? We were headed to somewhere to do a something. <laughs> I will give you the normal hint. You were in a field of wildflowers that were all humming. Poppies. Oh, Poppies. The flowers were butterflies. Oh, yeah, the flowers were... It was very strange to me. And we're near a tree. And the grass literally popped up out of the ground and ran away from you. And talked to us. It did a piranha plant and joined Smash. And the sad tree is nearby. Oh, yeah, this, don't sleep under the sad tree. Wait, yeah, my notes. I forgot I had those. Wow. So do you remember anything about the Garden of Mariachi music? Oh, yeah, the mariachi garden. Oh, at the pig's house? Yeah, yeah at the little pig's house. Which Here's I did not like. Right here. What's the there pig's name? I forgot. 
I don't think you all ever asked him. Oh no, he told you. His name was uh, Hampson. <laughs> no wait, Samson. I don't know. He couldn't point. really pick a name. His name was Samson. Yeah, his name was Samson. I thought it was Ham. <laughs> Hampson. H A M. Yeah, that was that was the joke. Oh okay. Got. I'm full. Of, I'm full of yucks over here, y'all. <laughs> He's doing what? All right, and I believe you left Hampson's house after getting a good night's sleep, and you proceeded down the path that Samson pointed you on until, as you were about to bed down for the night, the sound of, or the sight of glowing green night bugs was replaced with hissing beetles and a dense low fog. And then you were attacked by a bunch of Skeletons and a creepy dog, and you beat those into the ground with your big stick. And then, just as we were leaving for the end of the last episode, there was a... Oh, yeah. So everybody, roll initiative and see how fast you react to the sound. This is episode seven. Copyright. It's not ten seconds. Oh, fair the copyright use, laws. Fair use. Oh, they don't care anymore. I'm pretty sure that you're allowed to make mouth noises in the tune of someone's song without getting in trouble. I would hope so, because that's the only Otherwise, way. my singing in the car is out. <laughs> yeah. 16 I for Nim. 18. 16. 16. Dang. Double 16? Whoa. So I saw 18 for Awen. Was that right? Yep. 16 for Clef. And then... 16 for Nim. For Neem. I'm going to roll real quick. Clef, high or low? What does that mean? <laughs> Hi. Okay. Awen, you hear this roar in the distance, and you hear the sound of heavy hoof beats. Coming straight towards you, you can see a humongous skeletal minotaur. Oh, great. A what? Skeletal minotaur? Minotaur. He's about... 40 feet away. Wait, he's definitely undead. Yes, he looks like a skeleton bull man. Whoa. Oh no. With a giant axe? With a giant axe. We're all going to. And you can hear the sound of his heavy hoof beats pounding the ground coming towards you and your friends. Did he have two feet or four? He's got two feet. That's what I thought. And the bones of his legs are huge. You can tell in life that this would have been a monumentally large creature. Mm-mm-mm. I don't have any rope either. I can't tackle a guy with a lasso. Okay, so is it time to smite him, oh smitey smiter? It is. How many smites did you use last time? Just the one, I think. Just the one. All right, go ahead. He's 40 feet away. I don't know how fast Dragonborn movement is. I think it's 30. 30? So he's 40 feet away... Which means that you can't get to him and take an action in the same turn. You could run and get to him, or or you could run 30 feet and prepare something as an action. Which would be like, if he comes running past me, I'm going to hit him. I want to divine smite him. Okay, so if he comes running past you, you're going to hit him with the intention of divine smiting him. Hmm. Okay, so do you move, like, all the way closer to him, or do you stand by your friends? Hmm. I'll go 25 feet. All right, you rush up 25 feet and take a defensive stance 
preparing your weapon with a glowing light. Prepare to attack. One, two. <laughs> Late! Clef, you also hear and see this giant beast charging towards your group. What do you want to do? Well... You have the opportunity to do a bardic inspiration. Ooh. And inspire your friend Awen to make her hit strike truer. Seems like a good idea, so maybe she can do the cool thing. I believe it's a bonus action, so it's not even your full turn. You can do bardic inspiration and cast a spell. Hmm. Or you could eat some chicken. Well, I'm sorry, I'm hungry. She's gonna pull out, or Clef is gonna pull out a bag of fried chicken <laughs> from his pouch and start eating a chicken. Hmm. Know what? Nope, I don't know. I'ma just chillax because I don't know what to do. Are you still going to say something to inspire Eowyn? Yes. What do you say to inspire Eowyn? Get inspired! <laughs> Eowyn, from behind you, you hear the small voice of a pixie shout, Get inspired! <laughs> and you feel 1d6 more inspired to strike this foe before you. I'm pumped up. When you make an attack, you can add 1d6 to the result of your roll. Dang, this thing's gonna die on my first hit. Neem! Yes. You hear, get inspired! And you see... I've got my axe in hand. You see this big beast who is bigger than you, and your barbarian strength does not stand for that. What do you want to do? <laughs> well, I'm gonna take out the biggest axe I got. Can I throw the small axe? You could throw a small axe. Uh, let's see. It's a free action to pull out a small axe... And you could throw it with an attack action, but then you wouldn't be able to also attack with your big axe. Well, and I don't think a javelin would do any good because he's a skeleton. So it has to be the big axe. Let's just go for it. What is your movement? I'm going to wait for him to come here. So do you stay back slightly from Eowyn, or do you... Yeah, well, that wouldn't be very brave. <laughs> Are you leave me by myself up here? I'm going to move up ten feet or so, and... So we don't be too close together and take out my big axe and aim for a knee joint. He's 40 feet away. Well, I'm wait waiting for him to get here. Okay, so you are you are prepared to strike at him if he comes near you. All right. With that, the big minotaur hooves paw at the ground ferociously and start a charge straight for Awen. Oh, no. But remember, I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> Get inspired. Would have been a musical inspiration. Oh, you wish. I don't have it. <laughs> so, let's see how this plays out. Awen, the beast lowers its head and charges for you with its large horns drawn at your chest. Does a 21 beat your armor? Oh my god. Yes, yes. You take 13 points of piercing damage. Goodness gracious, guys, I'm almost dead. Oh. Uh, plus two for the, for the thump of its horns into your armor. You must also succeed a DC 14 strength saving throw. 14? Yep. Roll a d20. Add your strength. 19 plus four! You take the brunt of this hit, but you are not forced back. As you stand your ground with your weapon ready, it is your turn to strike him with your prepared action. 
Sheesh, guys, I got five health left. Well, time to end the campaign there. Good night. <laughs> Awen dies. The rest of the party dies. Darkness descends across the land of Angland. <laughs> We're all dead now. Angland. Okay, so I shall divine smite. Well, you can do an attack. You don't have to oh. declare the divine smite until you actually hit him. Uh, well, then, all right. We will, I guess, greatsword him. All right. Roll an attack with your greatsword. Uh, 17. That's pretty good. That'll hit. You don't even have to add your inspiration to it. I'm, I'm looking for my inspiration. Well, the inspiration would be a d6 to your hit or saving throw, so you don't need to use it this turn. But you have it for 10 minutes, so if you miss next turn, you can use it then. Okay. So then my great sword is uh, 2d6s. Four. Six. That's a 10. That's a 10. <laughs> Plus, um, what do you add? This The proficiency? You add your strength modifier. Four. So we're at 14. And you can throw on a divine smite. Right, the divine smite. I'll help you kill this thing because he's going to kill <laughs> he's you. He's going to get us. We're all going to die. Uh, 16 for the rolling of the d20. What was the rolling of the d24? Well, what? I didn't have to roll to attack again? No, you already hit it. Oh. A divine smite just adds radiant holy damage to your weapon while it is lodged inside your opponent. Oh, I see. Bang! 2d8. Okay, this is a 6. 2. So roll the 6 and a 2, so plus 8 more. But then there's another, yeah, there's another D8, so then that's another two, so that's... Oh, if it's undead, you get another one? Yes, yes. What the heck? All right, so you do an additional 10 damage. And then what about my inspiration? The inspiration is to hit or make a saving throw. It's not on damage. <laughs> but it lasts for 10 minutes, so you still have it. If you miss next time, you can use it to bump up your score. Dang it, it's not dead, I'm sure. <laughs> It would be cool if it was. Uh, it took a pretty solid hit. Awen, you stand your ground brazenly, taking the attack from this creature in order to find the opportune moment to strike into its undead form with your brightly glowing longsword. You hear it roar, a screeching roar of hatred as it feels the burning light of Bahamut within its undead form. You pull away, feeling the brunt of the wound in your chest, but knowing you have struck a decisive blow against the creature. Clef, you are further back than Eowyn. You could use your prepared action to throw one of those axes, if you so choose. Excuse me, what? <laughs> you could throw an axe. I said Clef. Oh, wait, you're Clef. Yeah. Neem. Yes. You could use your prepared action to throw one of those axes if you so choose. <laughs> I'll throw the small one. All right, roll me an attack roll. Ten plus four. Plus your proficiency, which is two more, so that's a 16. A 16 will hit. Your hand axe goes sailing through the air, expertly missing Awen and slamming into the... <laughs> shoulder of this undead skeleton. Hmm. Roll damage. I believe it's 1d6 plus your strength modifier. Ow. Six. Pickles. Strength modifier. Oh no, it dropped out of the bed. Gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, plus four. That's 14. Awen, 
That was the prepared actions for you and Neem. So, it's back to the top of the round. It's your turn. You are feeling the blood run down your chest. I want you to roll a d20 for me. There's a hole in my pickle. Three. Uh, no, 13, sorry. (laughs) You can't read. I can't read. I can't either, don't worry. You feel a little lightheaded, but no more than usual, as the thrill of battle is in your blood. The adrenaline. What do you want to do? I need to know if I can heal myself. You are a paladin. I believe that you have healing word and there's a touch one. Welcome to the healing word club. Well, it says divine sense. Oh, never heard of spells. Lay on hands. That's the one. There's lay on hands, which is a pool of healing that all paladins have. And yes, you can use it upon yourself. Ha, get so what do you do? Take your clawed hand and you place it upon your arm and you imbue yourself with the holy healing powers of Bahamut. And then you just choose how many of those points you want to use. I think it's your proficiency plus your paladin level, so you might have five hit points that you can do that way, or maybe it's more. I probably wrote on your character sheet. It was 15 HP. There you go. Maybe it's 10 plus your... Yeah, it's probably 10 plus your paladin level plus your proficiency. Anyway, you have 15 hit points that you can imbue into someone, and you can dole those out however you want. You could do 10 now, save five for later. It's up to you. Oh, okay. That's a good idea. 10 now, five for later. Okay. Unless that sucker hits me again, and then I'm dead. So what do you want to do about the fact that there is a big... Minotaur in front of you. It's giant. It's actually not giant. It's large is its size. So it stands about three or four feet taller than you. It is a gargantuan beast. But wait a minute. I, I thought that was my, my action. I'm not... I can do more? Well, you have the opportunity to leave its immediate area. You could get back behind Neem. Yes, that was what I was also thinking. I should move. But it will get to take a strike at you if you do that. Oh, darn. Okay. If you don't heal yourself this round, you could disengage, which would not let it take a strike at you, and then you could heal yourself next round if Clef or Neem interpose themselves between you and the bad guy, then the bad guy may attack them instead of you. How do you spell the monster's name? Or the item, whatever he is. M-I-N-O-T-A-U-R. I think his name is Steve. Steve, okay. So, I guess we'll just hit it again. I'll get the I'll get the hit point. If you then... hit it again, you can't heal yourself, and you would be still standing next to it. I still have another axe to throw, so remember that. <laughs> just... All right, I guess I'm gonna stand here and heal myself and just look at it. <laughs> you look it in the eyes. It's looking back at you. It's just like, what are you doing? Precise. Awen stumbles back a couple of feet. Bringing one hand to her arm, you see a holy glow fill her arm for a moment before the blood flowing within your chest plate stops and the minotaur stands up to its full height and snorts at you. See, it's staring you down and it's like, hey, I'm going to kill you. It seems almost surprised that you managed to stop its charge without being pushed back. Clef! It is your turn. Okay, see as this thing is probably going to murder me. You're still 40 feet away. I don't know how it's going to murder you from there. 
Exactly. I'm staying 40 feet away. Oh, good. I'm gonna die. I am so sorry, but... Do you have a heal, Clef? Yes, that was the plan. I have the healing word. What d- does that do? The healing word, I believe, is a ranged healing spell. Oof. Good. With a range of 60 feet, if I am not mistaken. I have to look it up because I don't have healing word in my brain. <laughs> Let's see. A che- creature of your choice that you can see within range regains hit points equal to 1d4 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. The spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my thingy ma It is also a bonus action, so you can do it without consuming your main action. He's dead. Did I robot? You robot him. Yes. Oh, you're my dying. Goodness. Whenever I say you're dead, you're dead. I hear you guys just fine. That's just absolutely weird. Seems to happen about this time every night. It's a bonus action, so it doesn't consume your main action. It's a bonus action. It's always a bonus action. Would you like to do your action? Attack! (laughs) I can't attack this thing. You have other spells at your disposal. I'm telling you, you can do the bonus action for healing word and then something else. You can even do the healing word and then decide to do something else later. Okay, sure. Stab it later. Do a spell later. No, I want to stab it later. Okay. Stabbing things is cool. All right, what word do you say to Awen that heals her right down to her core? Metamorphosis. <laughs> Awen, from behind you, you hear another cheer. Metamorphosis! <laughs> and suddenly, you feel yourself filled with a strange magical energy that you've not felt before. It's unusual and different than the feeling of the righteous might of Bahamut the Platinum Dragon. It's instead kind of light and tickly, almost like sparkles inside you, and you feel yourself invigorated by it. Heal 1d4 plus Clef's spellcasting modifier. What kind of modifier does he have? I have absolutely no idea. The spell one? I think it's supposed to be. I think it's your charisma, whatever your charisma is. Okay. I hope it's charisma. Let's go with that. He said it was so. He said it, and now we're going with it, so if he's wrong, it's his fault. It is a four plus my three. So it is Wow. seven. Wow, I know how to use things. <laughs> seven healing on top of the ten healing that you did to yourself. You've, you've recovered substantially from that blow, Awen. Clef, would you like to prepare any other actions before the end of your turn? I'd like to prepare to stab it. All right, if it comes near you, you shall stab at it. Neem! Yes? In front of you, you have seen... Awen, hold back the mighty beast charge without being pushed back. Even for your barbarian mind, that is amazing. You are quite surprised such a lithe figure could hold back something so strong. It is within range for you to charge forward and attack it now. How close am I? You are about 25 feet away. Actually, 15 feet away, because you moved up. All right. Uh, Can I move up and hit also? Yes, you can. You can charge forward with a mighty battle cry and sink your great axe into this beast. I want the knee. I'm going for the knee. (laughs) He's going to come down. What do you say as you charge forward and roll your attack roll? Shazam! (laughs) A new movie out. Shazam. 19! Oh my god. 19 plus 6 
is 25. So that hits. The knee is coming off. You can go ahead and roll your D12 plus four. D12? I got to get that one out. Man, he's pretty strong. D12. And it says eight. Eight plus four. You do 12 damage to the Minotaur. Taking a great chunk out of its knee, you see it hobble for just a moment before it regains its balance. Another strike like that and you might take off the leg. I just want to come down to my size so I can stomp on his face. <laughs> I think it's its turn. <laughs> what? The Minotaur rears back. Uh-oh. And swipes with its great axe. No. Oof. You can't look, it's so bad. Hitting both Awen and Neem with the blade that's almost as... Actually, it's twice as tall as Clef. Mm. You'll both take... Whew, 16 points of damage as the arc swipes across both of you, cleaving into your armor like butter. Well, I only have 16 armor. You mean 16 armor or 16 health? Armor, 16. Yes, that is why you take 16 points of damage. That's terrible. And you are not in a barbarian rage, so it is not cut in half like it normally would be. I'm in a rage now because it hurt. (laughs) Eowyn! It is back to your turn. What do you wish to do? Hmm. You can see there are a couple of good gashes across this skeleton. Some of the bones seem to have been sliced clean through, but it still towers above you. Um, well, I'm going to take my extra five health point. Well, that will be your action. Oh, why didn't I just take them all? Do you have a bonus action healing thing? Can you do healing word? How would I know that? It should be on your spells. I have no spells. Oh. Written here. You should have... I would have sworn I put spells on there. Paladins have... No, wait, maybe paladins don't. No, you have to burn a spell slot in order to do smite. Oh, never mind. You've burned your spell slots to do smite. (laughs) Mm. Well, this says I have four spell slots and I've used two smites. What is devotion? It says page 85. Well, I will look on page 85, I guess, but I suppose you should have done that. I don't have the book handy. I don't have the book. Wait, it says turn the unholy fiends and undead saving throw or turn resistance to fire damage. Hmm. Doesn't sound good. Let's see. Turn the unholy would make him have to make a saving throw against your spell save DC or he would have to turn away from you and go the other direction. Well, it sounds like it could be good. What do you think? Alternatively, you could disengage from him, which would get you away and... You could let Neem take on the beast for a while while you try to heal. You should do that. Listen to the master. You have another option, which you could use the help action. I think it's the help action. <laughs> I could click the health button. Help, help! <laughs> no, it's um, it's essentially you act as a distraction. You give up your turn in order to give advantage to Neem. Actually, really, anybody who's adjacent. Neem... And I think they would have disadvantage trying to attack you. Let's do that. Okay, we'll do that. Help, help. Eowyn, you take on a defensive stance, intent to give Neem an opportunity to strike at the knee of the Minotaur again. Clef, you see your friends in front of you are struggling to deal with this monstrously large creature. Wonderful. (laughs) Not like I'm at 18 hit 
point, so if I go over there, I'm going to die. I don't know. You have a whole bunch of spells that you might be able to use. I have no idea what's on that sheet. I don't either. Plot twist. Oh, no. I believe inspiration can even be used against death saving throws. Wow. Just throwing that out there in case that's where we end up. We're all going to die. Death saving throws. Oh <laughs> You're at a distance away. Yes, but as soon as you two are dead, I'm dead. Oh my gosh. She's planning so far ahead, she's already <laughs> let you die and gone back to her- Exactly, she's having a backup plan. Gone back to his grandmother that is waiting for you to change the laundry. <laughs> Make the bed. I'd rather die. <laughs> Here, I'll go get my phone so I can look up your spell. Oh, thank you. You could tell me what they are. I might be able to help. Bring up. Tell there. What are you interested in? Thunderwave. What the heck does that do, man? Thunderwave is an explosive wave of force that radiates out from you in a direction that you choose. It will do damage to surrounding creatures. I think it's 2d6. I'm assuming it also hurts party members. Uh, actually, it's 2d8, and it doesn't have to hurt party members. This is a very large creature. You could most likely get to a place where you wouldn't hurt the party. Wonderful. That's great. It's not like someone's thing. <laughs> it looks so <laughs> like when It sounds, sounds like the same the thing. Spell. You know what I'm... Talking about. What other spells are you interested in? What does Charm Person do? Ah, unfortunately, Charm Person will not work against this entity. Yes. Because it is not a person. However, I just want to know. You attempt to charm a humanoid you can see within range. It must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if your companion, you or your companions are fighting it. If it fails the saving throw, it is charmed by you until the spell ends, or until you you or your companions do anything harmful to it. The charmed creature regards you as, as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Oh, that's a wonderful spell. You asked to be a bard. I assumed it was because you wanted to troll everything and everyone. Oh, now that I know what it does, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Okay, let me do the thunder wave thing, because that sounds cool. All right. Uh, do you also want to do a Healy thing? Because the Healy thing is a bonus action. Yes, I want to do the Healy thing. Okay, what word do you scream out, and who do you scream it to? Which one of you is dying more? They're both dying. They both look like they got hit pretty hard by that big swing. I have six health. Name. Name. How many health? How many health you got left? Well... I have 16 armor. How much total health do you have? 16 points of damage. What are your hit points? It's under the armor. 38. He's taken 19, so he's doing okay. You're more dead. You shall now be screamed at by a tiny pixie, and this tiny pixie will scream. I need a funny word. Oh my gosh. That's a good one. You hear from behind you, I need a funny word! <laughs> and you feel the, the the tickling kind of sparkly feeling inside your chest again as you are healed for 1d4 plus Neem's spellcasting modifier. Why are you getting these names confused so much? 
Collapse spellcasting modifier. I'm sorry. Here, take six HP back. That's all you get. It's better than none. It is because it was a three, and then the other three. Congratulations! It's not your birthday. It really isn't. Like if it was your birthday, that would be cool, but it's not your birthday. Clef, you have taken. Oh, that was just your bonus action. Ha! You surge forward with the pixie might. <laughs> I don't think there is any might to a pixie. Get up next to the minotaur, and with a over-exaggerated clap of your hands, an explosion radiates out from you. Heal. An explosion? Yes. An explosion of thunderous force, dealing 2d8 damage to the Minotaur. Wow. How good is my luck? A singular one and a seven. A singular one. Oh, no. Dealing 8 damage to the Minotaur. So happy. Now I want Neem. Yes. The Minotaur before you is uh, the Minotaur before you is heaving heavily, as if it is worn down by the repeated barrage of attacks from you and your companions. Awen does not look like she's doing so well. Uh, the the initial strike from this creature seems to have done more damage to her than initially uh, than you initially thought. It is up to you to. Stand up to this beast and prove that you are the real barbarian of the group. I'm going into a barbaric rage, and I'm going to take my big axe, and I'm going for his knee again. The same knee. Roll an attack. Oh, well. Uh, I can't tell if it's a six or a nine. Looks like a six. It should have a little dot next to it if it's a nine. The dot next to it's a six. Oh, you're right. It is a six. All right, so it's six. Six plus four, so it's ten. Plus... Your proficiency, which is two. Oh, I don't see two anywhere except where it says innovative. It is. It's plus two. You rolled a 12. And I have great news for you. A 12 hits. Because of the size of this creature, it struggles to get out of the way of your blade. <laughs> Uh-oh. Roll a d12 plus your strength modifier. D12. Make some room for this baby. Six again. Six plus your strength modifier. Which I think is four. Neem, it barely manages to get its knee out of the way of your axe. If you had managed to strike true, you would have easily cleaved through the creature's legs. But as it is, it narrowly gets out of the way. Your blow still does significant damage, but it has an opportunity to strike at you again. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I have my pen ready to write. <laughs> the pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> it brings down its great axe in a furious roar. Yeah? And what happened? As it managed to get out of your way, you have managed to get mostly out of its way. You take eight damage, cut in half, because you're in a barbarian rage, taking four damage. Woohoo! Puts me up to 20. Awen, you can tell that the beast is on death's door. For the second time. <laughs> Hopefully this will be it. This will finish its way into death. And then it'll never come back. Because it'll be dead twice. So how far from it am I? At its feet. Oh, oh my god. So I'm right there, okay. Yep. It appears to be struggling to lift the head of its great axe out of the ground from where it narrowly missed 
cutting Neem in two. I will hit it with the great sword. You seize the opportunity and strike towards its midsection. Six. Plus? Do I add Do I add six from my attack bonus? Yes, and don't forget, you have inspiration. I will take my inspiration. Roll a d6. Where's that d6? Did you put it in here? It was probably already in there. Four. So we're up to ten, plus your proficiency, plus your strength modifier. Uh, Sixteen. Sixteen will strike true. Roll your damage. Two d6s. Three and six. Plus your strength modifier. Which is four. Was that a nine plus four, 13? Yes. How do you want to kill it? (laughs) With the chant of Bahamut, 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 as you hit hit the knee in the name of Bahamut. Awen strikes towards the midsection of the creature in a clever feint. Moving the target of her blow as the Minotaur tries to dodge out of the way, leaving its great axe behind. She cleaves through the weakened knee section, taking the leg out from underneath the creature. It falls down to its side, and the bones scatter onto the ground. Wow. It's finally dead. (sighs) For a second. It was dead before we started. (laughs) Exactly. Now it's scattered. Does anyone have anything that they want to say to their party members as the world around you appears to have had its color sucked out of it? A bunch of skeletons and a crazy dog and an undead minotaur come charging at you, seemingly out of nowhere. Metamorphosis. (laughs) Will we get healed when we sleep or no? When you sleep. I think you are about to bed down for the night, actually. Yeah, we heard this monstrous roar. Don't don't sleep under the sad tree. No, nothing. Nobody wants to talk amongst themselves. No one wants to say thank you for all that wonderful healing that you did to me so that I didn't die. This is a dangerous place. Metamorphosis. Thank you for your assistance. Metamorphosis. (laughs) This is my my bowling ball. Minotaur Steve. That's it right there. Yeah, his his name name is Steve. I told you his name is Steve. (laughs) I named him. I mean, you named him. I wrote it down. Once the Minotaur's body lays still on the ground... The color of the Feywild seems to slowly return to the plants around you. You can see the green of the stone path at your feet. However, the chill you felt blow in on the air doesn't seem to subside. Continuing on, it doesn't take long before snow starts falling around you, just as you are about to bed down for the evening. Oh, my. It's been a long day, and your fight has left you tired. It sure has. You're still in a beautiful meadow, but... The chill in the air seems unnatural. It's a little scary. Like snow. I like snow. Snow's cool. Do you guys do anything for the evening? Yeah, I eat snow. I'm catching the snow on my tongue. Yeah, we both have the same idea. Let's eat snow. Neem and Clef are playfully catching snow on their tongues as (laughs) Eowyn prepares her bedroll for the night. I'm going to pet rain. I have no bucket or anything. And Rain will snuggle up next to Eowyn's bedroll in order to try and keep her warm against the chill cold. Wow. When you wake in the morning... Oh, there's more. You find that the ground at your feet is no longer of the spring meadow, but it is made of compacted snow turned to ice. 
The area around you is now full of dunes made of hardened ice-coated snow. Thankfully, the green stones of the path that you've been following seem to radiate warmth and keep most of the cold at bay, with ice and snow building up between them, but still able to make out the path. You continue your journey, eventually finding your way to the fork in the road that the pig Hampson, Sampson, <laughs> told you about. You can see the path turn south, and there is a small square house with a pointed roof. The roof is topped with a battered banner flying in the gentle breeze. The place looks run down, as if no one has lived here in a very long time. The door stands open, and there are some barrels sitting around the entrance. Barrels? Barrels! Are they empty? Looking at them, they look like they may have been trade goods at some point. It's hard to make out the banner on the flag. Hmm. All right. But there's no one inside? There's, there's a building? As you draw closer to the hut, the cool blue of the snows seems to fade away. Everything appears gray and drab. The snow is as ash swirling about you. The dunes of ice are replaced by sand, and you see a pale ghostly figure is walking up the path towards you. Wait, this sounds like where we were with the ghost. The figure lifts their eyes to you. It is but a child. You see pain suddenly cl- you see pain suddenly flash across her face. A dark spread. I think he just went insane. You see pain suddenly flash across her face. A dark stain spreads down her gown. She grabs at the source of the blood. A bright glowing light emanates from both her eyes and mouth in a silent scream. In a flash, the world of blue is returned around you. You feel the blistering cold on your skin again. And looking around for the figure you had just seen, there is instead a hovering red specter, screeching and wailing as they bear down on you. Specter's a ghost, isn't it? Yes. It is, in fact, a ghost. But we went to sleep, right? You did. You have recovered all of your spells. You have all of your stuff back. It is another day. Okay, good. Was there a chimney on this house? Yes. Thank you. Okay, so is the specter going to attack us, or we don't know? It does appear to be quite, um, clawed. Attacking. And it's still screaming and coming at you with a menacing look on its face. Hmm. Is it a fiend? That's a good question. It's definitely not undead, I would assume, because all undead things have bones, right? I mean... I would think that undead things might be ghostly. Yeah. Well, you know, just for spell's sake. <laughs> it is, in fact, an undead. Woo! Everyone roll initiative! Eight plus four. Six. Whoa. I got a ten. Ten? Ten total? Yes. I don't have any initiative on my sheet. Wow! Do you have any decks? One decks. Wonderful. So it's plus one. What did you roll? Six. Yeah. So seven. We'll find out how our party deals with this new threat next time on D&D Tonight. Bop, bop, bop. It's a red specter? It does appear to be a red specter. Hmm. The color of red. You can see straight through it to the other side. Interesting. Because isn't that the same thing we saw when we were in that hut before? Technically, we saw the first thing. Yeah, we saw the ghost girl, but the other thing never attacked us, right? That's the deal? Mm-hmm. 
Snow, he says. Thank you for playing along, and we will see you again next week.